Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. We need to get some gunkin. What was that bit I did? We don't need to get gunkin. There's no gunk in this show. Oh no, there's no gunk in this show! <laughs> Hi everyone, it's good to have you back. My name is Ray Geroso, and this week we're discussing The Birth of America, Independence Day. Independence Day, a movie about patriotism. Patriotism swells in the heart of the American bear. And I am the American bear, and my name is Joe Langlois. It's true, Joe is a bear. Mm-hmm. Rar. Rar. XD. <laughs> I can't do <laughs> means I love you and bear. Uh, bear. Um, and it's summer now, so I'm not hi- hibernating anymore. It's true, and he's slathered in honey. I'm slathered in honey. That was the one problem. I told them there was a honey leak before we went to sleep, and no one believed me, and we kind of woke up, and we all have this sticky mess to deal with. But it's delicious. It's... Anyway, the big difference between this episode and a normal episode is that while Ray has not seen Independence Day I really haven't either. I know I've seen bits and pieces on TV, but that's about it. So we're going to try to come up with our best guess as to what this movie is about together. Um, And Ray, I know that you had a little bit of something that you were working on. So why don't we get started with with that? I did, but I think I want you to tell me everything you know about it instead, and we'll go from there. No, we're not doing this. We're not playing this game. Okay, so Independence Day is a movie sci-fi adventure thriller featuring will smith and tommy lee jones where they fight against aliens mm-hmm. oh is that it that's the basic plot okay um, now now you and me let's do this let's let's cooperate like will smith and tommy lee jones and take down this alien mothership ray have you seen men in black um be honest once. Okay, so you do know that you're describing Men in Black and not Independence Day, right? Is Unless that Tommy Lee Jones? It is Tommy Lee Jones in that film. I don't know what Tommy Lee Jones looks like. I just think he's an he looks like an everyman, so I don't know. It could be. I mean, he could be. He could be in this movie, too. In, Why not? Listen, in your version of Men in Black, Tommy Lee Jones is in it. In my version... Sarah Michelle Geller. It's it's Tessa Thompson. It's Tessa Thompson. <laughs> Tessa Thompson and Sarah Michelle Geller are in Men in Black. They are the two stars. That I want to watch that movie actually. I Sorry. do too. Um so what I know about this film from my limited viewing experience is that Will Smith is in it. I don't remember Tommy Lee Jones. Perhaps he plays the president, because I believe there's a president character, and I'm not sure if it's played by him. I feel like it's got to be him or, like, Alec Baldwin or something. Okay. But my heart of hearts wants it to be played by Bob Odenkirk. Okay. Well, okay, so Bob Odenkirk plays the president. Who Bob plays Odenkirk Will plays Smith's partner? Because there always has to be a partner There has to be things. a partner. Um, and the partner that Will Smith has is played by, I think it's Jeff Goldblum. I'm not 100%, but we're going to roll with that. I believe okay. it's Jeff Goldblum, which you know. You've met Joel, Joel Goldblum. Before, I've met Joe Goodblum. You, you've met him when we did Jurassic Park. That's right. I, for a fact, know that he only plays scientists in his movies. Right, that's so true. So in this movie, he also plays a scientist mm-hmm. who's helping Will Smith take down the aliens. Um, I think it's worth noting here that we did do, we did do a 
uh, an initial take of this. And this is our second take because we didn't like the energy. I mentioned this specifically because in the first one there was a running gag where I talk about how Will Smith says, welcome to Earth in this movie. And I wasn't (laughs) sure... Listen, I wasn't sure if that was racist or not, and I wanted to watch the movie and find out, but I got so uncomfortable with it that I looked it up, and it turns out it is heckin' racist, because he doesn't say that. He says, welcome to Earth. So I just wanted to get that out here. Okay. (laughs) We're not gonna gonna do that bit this time. Alright, he... So he does say welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. He does say welcome to Earth and then blows up the aliens, I think. I mean, okay. when maybe 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 they're not fighting the aliens. Maybe the aliens are here to visit and they're here on America's birthday. And Will Smith says welcome to Earth. And America is the villain because all the people want the aliens dead because they're scared of foreigners. Okay, so we're, we're not doing Ghostbusters to- again. <laughs> Yes, we are. I don't think I don't think they're fighting. What? Then why are there giant aliens on giant spindly crab legs? That's just how they move. That's their cars. Like, okay, so okay, so do they do they inflict harm on people? Yes or no? No. Okay. So what is the climax of this film if it's not blowing up the mothership? They blow up the mothership, but it's because it was gonna it was gonna blow up bad like like something had oh. gone something had gone bad with it like it was gonna blow up and blow up earth and so the aliens evacuate the ship and they <laughs> blow it up they self-destruct it and it looks like a firework on independence i know what Day. happened okay hit me that it, it malfunctions because there's too much pizza in the driver's seat in the driver's seat. In the alien ship. The pizza gunked up all the controls. Okay. <laughs> because the because aliens... the aliens came for the pizza. The aliens did come for pizza. That's what I know about them. Is that you can't make pizza on alien planets. That's one thing that is uniquely Earth. So the aliens came here to have Independence Day pizza party. Right. And some silly alien went and took some pizza back into the ship, which is part of protocol. Never do that. Uh-huh. The cheese... Just lactates all over. Excuse, do you want to try that again? The cheese just lactates all (laughs) over the controls. Okay. Alien ships can't control lactate. Who? Okay, I'm starting to feel like these aliens... I feel like these aliens are starting to become, like, characters and not just, like, CGI villains. So, who? They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who plays them? That's what I that's what I want to get to. Okay. Okay, so who okay, how many aliens do we have first? I of think all? there's three. I think I think they're like let's cast them as though they're the friendly ghosts from Casper. Not not the friendly ghosts, but like the kind of the mean older brothers. Have you seen Casper the Friendly Ghost? I've seen Casper yes, I have seen okay. Casper. Alright. I have seen Casper and Casper meets Wendy. There's the tall, thin one with the big nose who's kind of mean and like sniveling. That's Alan Rickman. Uma Thurman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then there's the heavy set one who's kind of a big goof and lovable. Oh my god. Do you want to do you want to knock this one out of the park as well? Because I'm going with Kyle Massey. Kyle Massey. 
literally can't remember what the other ghost is like. <laughs> ghost? <laughs> They're alien ghosts. Well, I mean now. the ghost, the ghost in Casper, like that was their <laughs> archetype. Oh, it was the third one. The third one. Who's the third um, ghost? <laughs> the third ghost here is played by Christy Carlson Romano. Okay, yeah, it took me a second to, like, uh, dial into who that is. I'm like, Carly Rae Jepsen? No. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it Carly Rae Jepsen? I think it might be Carly Rae Jepsen when she was, like, two or something. (laughs) (laughs) They're just carrying this alien around the whole time. So, okay, Uma Thurman, Kyle Massey, and Carly Rae Jepsen play the three main aliens. Mm Mm-hmm. Who come to Earth, spearheading the Pizza Party Initiative. The the Pizza Party Initiative. The PPI. (laughs) (laughs) And they get there, and Will Smith is... I don't think we've established what Will Smith is. And I, I have... I was pretty sure that he, like, was in the Navy or the Air Force and, like, drove a ship with Jeff Goldblum into the mothership to blow it up. But now I'm thinking he might be part, like, the head of some hospitality collective. And that's why he is in charge of saying, welcome to Earth. And that's that's the most important line in the movie. Is it... Is it that he's part of the collective, or is he applying for this job and this was an opportunity that presented itself to him? Right, so no, no, he worked in the White House, and he's friends with Bob Odenkirk. Oh, so he's already in. Yeah, okay. he was like in PR for the pres- on the president's staff, and then they when they found out aliens were coming, they had to open up this new position and create this new position, and he was... He know, was the nicest. Well, they yeah, they, he was the, the natural fit. He was friendly, and mm-hmm. uh, he was good at this kind of stuff already, and yeah. I mean, if aliens came, and they wanted a pizza party, who would you send? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Not them. <laughs> no, not them. You would send Will Smith. Um, alright. Now, I do want to know what what bigger role Jeff Goldblum is playing, aside from explaining that the cheese is going to destroy yeah. the, the controls. He is a dairyologist, and that's important. <laughs> but... <laughs> you know, we kind of... We kinda fell into something last time that I want to save, uh, which is that I think him and Will Smith are in love in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I think they work together and it blossomed into a beautiful romantic relationship. It's, it's uh, co-workers to, to lovers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they, like, they're polar opposites. Like, Will Smith is, like, it's it's probably, like, the cheeriest and most bubbly role that he's ever filled other than possibly in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it was really nice to see him kind of get back to that. But Well, didn't he play this role immediately after Fresh Prince and just kind of, like, stepped into the role very easily? Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think it was, like, very, very close back-to-back. Um, but and, and then Jeff Goldblum in this movie, like, goes really outside of his comfort zone as an actor and plays somebody who's, like, really awkward and uncomfortable and, like, um, unsociable, which is, like, mm-hmm. the op- like, those are the three opposite words to describe of Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Yeah. Right. So it's really cool to see that as well. But they, they bounce off of each other really well. They have a lot of charisma. And then I forget how Tommy Lee Jones is in this movie. Tommy Lee Jones is the first casualty. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Casualty? Wait. <laughs> yeah, so the reason why we start to learn that the cheese is malfunctioning the ships mm-hmm. is because people start dying. 
Uh, and the first one we see dies, Tommy Lee Jones. He's not credited. So does as, like, the cheese? Okay, then that means that the ships themselves are in some in some capacity they are biological organisms. Right. That the aliens fly around, but this is like a different race, and they have like a symbiotic relationship. But for whatever reason, pizza cheese makes them go wild and like right. go feral. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's where the that's where the the problem starts. Yeah, exactly. And the independence part of Independence Day is freeing the giant ships from the cheese. R- okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. By blowing it up. Mhm. I mean, and that that is sad that the big one does have to bite the dust, but that's a like, you know, they had a, they had a good cheese. run. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say bite the cheese? I said consume the cheese. <laughs> okay, so that's the basic plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions? Um, does Are there any other character relationships that we should be aware of? Um, and also we should probably talk about the president and Bob Odenkirk. You know, I just more. realized the president is not Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Even though oh, this- is it? This movie does take place in the 90s. The president is played by a powerful woman. Uma Thurman again. <laughs> Uma Thurman again. No. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Powerful woman. You know, we haven't seen Laura Dern in a while. Laura Dern. The president is played by Laura Dern. And Bob Odenkirk is the first man who's right. married to her. And he's just kind of a goobus. He's just kind of a goofball, and that's why he gets along with Will Smith so well. Okay, so they're friends. Well, obviously, yeah. because the White House staff. Right. So, how does this movie open? Is it a White House party? White House pizza party? It's Yeah, it's a... Uh, no, I think it's like a week before. It's like the end of June. They're getting ready for the pizza party. They're getting ready for the pizza party. They're like getting ready to receive aliens for the first time in a in a major way um, okay so this is so they so the aliens and the white house which is representing the the the, the nation of earth well this, it's it's is, um, it's representing america but like we were the most excited the, i guess about okay having them. so they're messaging the aliens aliens on aim and they say yeah. hey come o- come over we got pizza party uh-huh and that's where it starts. Well, yeah, I mean, they had they had sent, like, you know, advanced crews. We had been building this relationship with the aliens for a few years. Um, but they always, whenever they came over, they came in, like, smaller ships that were mechanical. So they okay. hadn't brought their, their big bio ships yet. And okay. And that's, you know, they, they never could have foreseen it. And it was a big mistake. And people do die. And it is sad and scary. But um, it's all in the name of sharing pizza with the universe. So it's all just a, a big mistake, misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. So really, the real villain of the movie is Cheese. Yeah, and it's important to know that when Will Smith turns around, there are eighteen pepperoni pizzas in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> Look at let's me, take, I deflated. Let's take a popcorn break. <laughs> Hello. I hope you're enjoying that popcorn. Instead of Joe coming in to read you ads and incoming transmissions, it's me, Ray, today. And I'd like to talk to you about two podcasts on the Lunar Light Studio Network. The first one is Whatcha Call It. 
It's a conventional free-form comedy podcast where two friends talk about whatever is on their minds. Join Britt and Reed as they get together to discuss current events, pop culture, or any other nerdy thing that comes to mind. New episodes are available every other Tuesday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever you get your podcasts. Whatcha call it? Your belly button is your old mouth. That's disgusting, but I get it. The other podcast that I'd like to talk to you about is The Cryptid Keeper. It is a wonderful podcast that is hosted by Alex and Addison. Every week they talk about cryptids and give you some information about the cryptids, about sightings, and maybe survival tips, but mostly about why you should love the cryptids and why why they're important, what they mean for society. It's a very good and wholesome podcast, and it's out every Sunday on the Lunar Light Studio Network. And if you're listening to this episode when it comes out, then you still have some time to go see the Cryptid Keeper live show that's going on in Chicago on Saturday. Uh, I think, as far as I know right now, there's still some tickets, so if you're in the Chicago area and you don't know about this, and you want to hear about cryptids and live shows, go do that. I'm pretty sure they're they're focusing a lot on listener stories this, this time on this first live show, so it'll be a good, good, good romp. Go do that. The Cryptid Keeper. Stay safe out there. Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. I'm just reading Philosophical Trends in the Feminist Movement by Anuradha Gandhi. Why don't you have a seat and we'll discuss the shortcomings of Western feminism and how we can address these issues. Johnny! Johnny, what what are you doing in my house? I'm I'm sorry, I I don't have a fireplace. I don't live in like a petite bourgeois like mansion with a fireplace. I have a mouth to lung setup. I was going to look all cool. I have a smoking jacket. Listen, we we have to... This is an audio medium. They can't see all of this. We if you if you want to do a promo, why don't we just do a promo? Fine. Cuz you know, it's sexist for me to be doing it alone anyways. Hi. Welcome to Comradical. I'm Haley Rose, and this is my co-host, Johnny Samuvati. This is an educational podcast about socialism and you. We take high concept ideas and bring them down into more easily digestible humorous bits so that you can maybe get a handle on some of these theories. We go over how having a materialist understanding of the world around you can help make the world a little bit brighter for you and a little bit better for everyone else. We air every other Thursday only on Lunar Light Studio. So tune in. Seize the means. Stay comradical. All right. Well, welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. So... Joe, I want an initial gut check from you. How do you feel? <laughs> um, overall, fine. Like, <laughs> it it left me feeling okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah, last, I'm... like, 15 minutes or so, there's a lot of good payoff. Yeah. I feel and... like I watched, like, three different movies. Yeah, there were. I think there were two or three good movies, um, and they got all extended out into one longer okay okay movie movie. yeah um should we try to drum up a quick plot synopsis we were pretty close uh we were not close i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) um so we were close for like the first hour i guess which seems wild to say that it took an hour before things started to turn around um, so, yeah, there are aliens come to Earth, 
and it's revealed slowly. There are little hints, like for the first the first shot that we see as the audience is there's a shadow over the moon. Um, but then the people in the movie slowly learn, like, oh, the, the satellites are getting disrupted, what's going on, and then they see these weird clouds, and then they see the spaceships. But we're still not sure what the aliens are here for, um, and there, there's just a lot of bureaucracy and people panicking, and about an hour in, it's established that the aliens are hostile. Like, definitely hostile, not here to make peace. And that was about when I started to lose interest. <laughs> Me too, because I like the first part where everyone's freaking out yeah, much more. We weren't sure what was going to happen. We weren't sure why they were here. And there was a possibility for our movie to happen. There were like, there, were, there was a welcome <laughs> wagon. There were people there partying, being like, come on, aliens, let's hang out. And then those people got... Um, evaporated in a big beam weapon and there was mm-hmm. a coordinated attack all around the world and then it's revealed later on that the aliens are just evil they their motivations are to kill humanity take our resources and move on to the next planet and they've been doing this for a while um although that might not be true that was all what the president said he might have he might have been lying it, no, it was from the scientist no, um, no, because they specifically, oh. no, he, he said, I saw the alien's thoughts when he was like in the mind meld or whatever. That's, I don't know. He did say, I saw in the mind of the alien, all it's going to do is destroy. The aliens just destroy. So the aliens are not like, okay, they're just colonialists. They're just imperialists and they just want to take here to take resources and move on. They literally ask him, the president is trying to be a diplomat, is, is being a diplomat. The president is a good boy. There's a lot of good I, lads. There are a lot world. of good characters in this movie. <laughs> um, and he's like, what can we do? How can we form a peace? What do you want us to do? And the alien's like, die, because I'm an edgelord. <laughs> and my eyes rolled so fast. I know. I'm like, okay, Reaper. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was so silly. Oh, there are a lot, a lot of the stuff that involved the aliens one-on-one in this movie were very silly. Yes. The stakes yeah. were high. Humanity was at stake the whole time. Mm-hmm. But the, the smaller moments with humans versus aliens, I was just in... in uh, they were goofy. They it were, was goofy. There was some goofy haunted, haunted house stuff happening. Jump scares. Yeah. And... <laughs> Will Smith punched an alien and said, welcome to Earth, and it got knocked out. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, he did that. So that's basically the premise. So then they manage to find a way to, to break the alien ship system so they can fight back and break uh-huh. through the shields because alien shields were a problem. Right. And then they blow everything up and, and humanity saves the day. Yeah, there's just a whole lot of like, uh, we, we oh, like, is this going to be a problem? Are, are we going to win? And then, like, no. No, we're not going to win. Like, let's try something else. Oh, is this going to work? No, let's try something else. Like, and it constant. like, there's a lot of failure and then a lot of, like, trying something else. Which I do like about the movie. Like, mm-hmm. the theme of it, or at least what it's trying to go for, for the most part, is that humanity is scrappy and life will find a way. <laughs> and <laughs> that, at the end of the day, like when so much terror had been inflicted on the human race across the planet, um, we, like, 
band together. And uh, I really liked seeing like the bureaucracy break down and like, like there mm-hmm. were people outside at area 51 and they were like, Oh, we got to get these people inside so that they're safe. Like didn't mm-hmm. matter anymore. Government secrets, yada, yada, garbage, garbage. Like they were just people, which mm-hmm. I liked that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That was very good. Um, before we keep talking about what we actually liked, let's talk about our plot. Let's talk I think about that's pizza what we just kind of went through, right? Oh, like the differences pizza between party. the real plot and our plot? Yes, let's talk about Pizza Party Alien Time. There was no pizza in this movie. There was absolutely no pizza in this movie, and I am upset. I, uh, like we said, I really wanted the aliens to be there for a mysterious or peaceful reason, and obviously we didn't get that. We did not get the the ghost trio to play aliens. We did not get Uma no. Thurman, Carly Rae Jepsen, and Kyle Massey in here. But we did get three aliens, three dead aliens in a vat. That's true. All preserved. Uh, so there was, and one of them also possessed a scientist and attacked people. That's true, like ghosts and, do. And then there was jerry the it alien in charge of the mothership (laughs) well he wasn't in charge of the mothership he was just in the dock he was like checking people in and like i said he was there working his government job to pay off his student loans he was so caught off guard by everything that happened every everything that they did he was like what (laughs) (laughs) why are there humans here how did they oh no Uh, how do i react to this (laughs) What's this missile doing right next to me? Boom. Boom. Um, honestly, we really didn't have a plot, did we? <laughs> I think we had more of a plot than this movie did. Like, they, mm, I there guess. Were, there were two or three, no, there were three or four, like, narratives, sure. Like, yeah. like personal storylines. And m- most of those were pretty good, but there was some I, extraneous yeah. garbage. But as far as the plot goes, it was like, it was two and... I, I do need to be clear here. This movie was exhausting to watch. It was two this... and a half hours long. It was aliens came. We weren't sure what to do about it. Then they started attacking us. Then we tried to counterattack and we failed. And then we learned how to counterattack and we did and succeeded. That was the whole plot. Right. And I like our plot better, which involved uh, cheese malfe- mal- malfunctioning alien ships. Yeah. So Will Smith and... And uh, Jeff Goldblum had to go up, which mm-hmm. into a mothership, which did happen. Yes, and and fix. I must it. have. I must have seen the last half hour. Maybe, perhaps, but that. I mean, there's a lot more onus on the fact that there's no real villain in our plot, and that's more compelling to me. Yeah, not every movie needs. Movies need conflict, but they don't need villains. I think that there's a place for villains that are, like, just unquestionably evil. Like, you know, like, it's, it's, it's good to have a bad guy that you don't have to, that you don't have to sympathize with, necessarily. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to have your characters inflict violence on them, you don't want that to, you you don't want to be conflicted about that, necessarily. Mm -hmm. However, in this case, it just wasn't interesting because of how much time there was built up to them not being sure what their motivations were. There was right. so much time before the aliens attacked that they were just like, is is an attack impending? Like, what's going on? Is this, are they going to attack us? And they spent a long part of the movie with that in mind. And then they spent a long part of the movie, like 10 or 15 minutes in total at least, 
of stuff just blowing up and like people mm-hmm. dying and it was like I get it the aliens are bad and we know that now can we move on like there's just a lot of terror and dread that isn't yeah, and even I didn't particularly care. terrifying or dreadful as an audience member like yeah it's, it's I didn't care scary. about a lot it's of just that boring it's just people are dying mm-hmm. the planet's being devastated and I didn't care about that yeah I cared more about the the five personal five or six personal narratives that we got. Yeah, which and how were they mostly com- and, mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of is this the part where they all meet up? It felt because we met everybody very early on, and yeah. there was like small scenes with each of them. We met the president. We met Will Smith. We met Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. We met a uh, pilot boy. Yeah, like we met drunk we met pilot. every yeah dr- right drunk pilot man. And his family, and we met everyone early on. And at some point, I didn't actually expect them to come together, but I'm glad they did because there was a natural progression there. And uh, you know, because everybody split up across the United States, kind of. Well, Washington and L.A. mostly, mm-hmm. and a little well, bit and of Nevada New York. proper. That's Nevada. where like, the the hillbilly folks were. Right, and everybody ended up at Area 51 to start the counter initiative. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite uh, storyline? I really liked, I think, David and his dad. Um, because toward the end of the movie, his dad says, I haven't talked to God since your mom died, to David, who is played by Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. And he was. this was part of a speech about everyone lose, loses faith at some point, but like you need to you know, buckle up and do this thing. And, and then... Um, before Jeff Goldblum goes into space, he gives him, he gives his dad like a Torah and a yarmulke and he's like, you know, here, just in case I don't make it back, yada, yada. And then you see this scene toward the end where everyone's panicking in area 51 and David's father has this little prayer circle and he's like helping people calm down and stay sane. And I, I have a complicated relationship with faith and religion, but (laughs) as of like, recently within the past year or two i've really noticed myself gravitating toward characters that have that kind of moral center and that like using faith as a way of keeping people safe and sane i guess and like that that really touched me and and he he was a good dad he was was a very good dad annoying boisterous old man and he was hilarious and lovable and he really loved his son and it was really nice yeah (laughs) <laughs> when we were watching this movie, you and I were, like, complaining about it the whole time, pretty much. But there was a lot of genuinely very touching stuff in here. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed... Thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed a lot of the the storylines and how mm. it came together. But there's just, like, long streaks of, like, five to ten minutes where I'm like, I don't care about the aliens part. Mm-hmm. Because they're just presented as evil, and it's yeah. a very... Well... Why build up the mystery if the answer is going to be that, like, simple? Like, right. the, like, I mean, we met, we talked about War of the Worlds a little bit. I'm pretty sure that movie, like, opens up, like, within the first 20 minutes, like, people are being evaporated and stuff. Like, you know the aliens are there mm. to do damage, and then they have to figure out, and it's a shorter movie, I'm pretty sure. Like, not that, I mean, I haven't seen that one in a, in a while either, but it's just, it's it's a lot of build-up that, there's a lot of build-up and a lot of stuff that felt like it should have been deleted scenes. Yep. Sorry, you go on. I've been talking a lot. I forgot what I was going to say because you were talking a lot. I'm so sorry. I can't remember. Um, I mean, you have a lot to say, clearly. I was 
underwhelmed? I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. I think I'm like not surprised that this isn't something that I've watched multiple times and is important to me. I want to talk about the human-centric de- uh, uh, depiction of the aliens. <laughs> oh, like how they were pretty much weird humans? They looked like aliens. The, they looked like generic what, what people think of aliens when that's not true yeah. at all. That's not what... Like, aliens are a concept that should not... They shouldn't look or act like humans. Um, and there was a lot of that. Right. Um, I think that it served the plot of the movie because they were organisms that happened to be like us which is why they had use for our planet right if it's going to be that simple and obvious it's something that should have been established much earlier in the movie right it also asks the question i don't think intentionally but it asks the question where is humanity headed like you know is this Mm -hmm. what we become if our uh, technology gets far enough yada yada i guess i didn't get that feel from it but perhaps i didn't want to see the aliens yeah, I like yeah, I agree completely cuz there was a scene before we saw the aliens when um like the the little fighter ships were around and there's a scene from the perspective of the alien flying the alien ship shooting at Will Smith's plane. Mm-hmm. And like you don't see the alien at all. When he opened it up, I thought it was going to be like automated or something. Like I thought mm-hmm. it, there was going to be no alien in there. That would have been cool. Like it, it the, the aliens were not particularly scary or imaginative, and mm-hmm. they just kind of wasted time. They were very funny, though. <laughs> they were very funny, but I did not want to see the aliens. I did not care for the tiny ships that looked so generic. Mm-hmm. Um, I that I it would have been more it's, more interesting if they stayed a mystery the whole. It time. was weird. It was weird how much they played by the rules, like that of of humans exactly like they um when when the alien that got captured was talking to the president uh the president is asking how can we come to a peace i don't even know if aliens have a concept of peace and it tells humanity to die instead it was it was telepathy right so it was like you know they would have been able to communicate without using english necessarily um yeah that's true I guess I'm leaning more towards the negative side of things here. No, I mean I agree. I'm I'm reaching here. Like it was it was super duper edgy and unnecessary when he was like die. That was so dumb. Like not okay and a waste of time and boring. A lot of this movie was boring except for the very personal scenes. Like the the wedding scene was very yeah, cute and very good. very powerful. And it involved Will Smith and Jasmine and Jeff Goldblum and Connie? Connie. Okay. (laughs) And it was good because Will Smith and Jasmine got married and throughout the whole movie, Jeff Goldblum and Connie are having relationship issues. They broke up. um, Yeah, they had divorced a few years prior and he was still wearing the ring. And they kind of rekindled that relationship through this alien invasion mm-hmm. and it was touching yeah it was like the moments where it was like talking where, where the movie was talking about what is important to being human and how the world possibly ending can bring that out of people was really good especially like the fact that they didn't they, they made they made the joke that 
like because there was a there was a teen couple. Oh my god! And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I was just thinking about this. And the one kid was like, "You don't want to die a virgin, do you?" And like the the movie was pointing to that and pointing their finger at that and being like, "And said this, so, is, this is not the point. This is not yeah. This is not what being a human is about. Like intimacy, <laughs> sure, but like yeah." Um, Oh, oh, I did really love the scene at the end when they, when uh, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum, what are their characters' names? David and Steve Hiller yeah. were escaping the mothership and they were like flying out of the tunnel very fast and Jeff Goldblum, in a direct reference to the movie he had made three years prior, was like, must go faster, must go faster. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, we saw that one. We saw that one. We did. We did. We, I can't wait to do more Will Smith movies and like really dig down into this narrative that um, his memory is erased every time he finishes a movie. <laughs> hey, that was in part one. That wasn't in this one. We was need it? to clarify. Yeah, we need to clarify that bit. Oh. Will Smith plays himself in every movie that yeah. he does. <laughs> and and Joe said that his memory gets erased after every movie. <laughs> That's the So he's not acting. He thinks like he's just he's just awakened with a new identity. And yeah. they tell him who he is and then he goes and does that. So he just went to fly an alien ship and mm-hmm. no NBD. Mm-hmm. So this is the narrative thread we have. I can't wait to do Men in Black where his memory gets erased multiple times yeah. in one movie. <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> and then iRobot where he's a Robot? I don't. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I I added iRobot to the list because. Oh no. <laughs> and other anyway, Will Smith movies. Back to Independence Day. Um, there's a really unsettling scene at the end when they blow up all the ships and patriotic music is playing. Yeah. And it just like, didn't feel good. It's like the world is burning and like there's this cheerful, triumphant music and yes, like the aliens were here to kill humanity and we killed them back and good like humanity is saved even though millions of people died um but Mm -hmm. it's it's really unsettling it's really not cool (laughs) no yeah i'm not a fan of that it was weird you there was a scene when um david figured out that they needed to put a virus into the ships Mm -hmm. and they started to spread that uh, uh, idea to all the other major nations mm-hmm. that had any sort of firepower and communication, which was a very good scene to represent, you know, the world coming, the world together, coming and... together. I wish there had been more of that. Me too. And I did like the the president makes a speech toward the end where they're, they're getting ready to go up and he says, like, this is not going to be America's Independence Day anymore. This is not like this is not to celebrate because like, the, the counterattack happens on July 4th. So that's Independence Day. And he's like, this is no longer an American holiday. This is a worldwide holiday for when we won, you know, basically. If if we win. Freedom to live. <laughs> for, yeah, our, our freedom to stay alive. Freedom from annihilation. And it was good. Mm-hmm. It was a it was good, good speech. speech. Well, who's the actor that plays him? I, really I don't know. I was going to look that up. Bill something. Not Murray. Not Murray. Bill Trinan from Nintendo. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Good job, Bill. Good job, Bill. I really enjoyed the president's character in this. Yeah, he was good. And his daughter mm-hmm. and Jasmine's son. Mm-hmm. We only had like one scene of them talking, but it was the entire movie for me. Mm-hmm. I think the entire movie for me was when the dog jumped out <laughs> of the exploding tunnel into the side closet. And this hilarious oh like last minute CGI 
jump explosion. Oh my gosh, it was so wild. There's oh a lot God. of what in this yeah. movie. I laughed more than I think the movie wanted me to. It's true, it's true. It's true, it's true. Also, speaking of laughing, you said one of the funniest things I've ever heard <laughs> during this movie. Oh, um, yeah? It's the first time the fighter planes are going to shoot against the destroyer, the big alien ships. They Will Smith is at the front of the pack. And they all are flying toward it, getting ready to fire. And then the commander comes over the airwaves and says, fire at will, fire at will, fire at will. And then a beat and Rick says, poor Will. <laughs> and it destroyed me. It's so good. It made me laugh so much that I thought it was important to retell the joke here in the episode. I really appreciate that, that you, you decided that a humorous moment... Was is worth retelling, retelling in our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I guess Independence Day was really about us freeing ourselves from the movie, huh? Yeah, I'm free of that now. Yeah, I would never have to watch it again if I don't want to. I think that was a bad idea, but I'm glad we did it. I had a, we really we really went through something together. Is what we, happened. Hey, we keep doing that. We keep going through things together. The room. I'm looking at you. That's the beauty of this podcast, I think. We did see Mad Max Fury Road in this movie, where a bunch of trailers are driving through mm-hmm. the desert, which was a very good scene. Yeah. Where Will Smith is dragging Alien in a parachute through the desert. And, and all these bunch RVs of... are rolling up on him. Mm-hmm. It was a mm-hmm. good scene. It felt like the be- the beginning of the the Transformers era, where cars are just driving around. Mm-hmm. Michael Bay got his idea right here. Right this here. is where tra- this Honestly, is where Michael Bay conceived Transformers, the film franchise. With the amount of explosions in this movie, that would not shock me. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Independence Day. I think that's Independence Day. I don't think there's much most much more to get into. Any final thoughts? Um, Ray, would you recommend this movie and watching it to somebody who's never seen it before? Ugh. Uh, it's on the line, ain't it? It's very close. I'm leaning towards no. I certainly wouldn't recommend doing so on your own. The movie's not good enough to watch it on your own. Right. If you're watching it with a friend and you are able to like get up and get a drink like, or something, like get it, make a sandwich while it's going on. Yeah, <laughs> play play a game in between of like cards or something. It's so long. Have it in the background. Have this yeah. movie in the background for a party during yeah. Independence Day. There you yeah. go. All right. I don't know that I would recommend it. <sighs> anyway, I... if you're out from outside the U.S. and you don't celebrate Independence Day, hello to you. Yeah, also that. I mean, I, I don't celebrate Independence Day. But... Me neither. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh... But for all of you out there who do, this one's for you. This one's for you. Pour one out. <laughs> Pour one out. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much uh, to... I want to give a quick... I want to take a moment to thank our artist for the podcast art, whose name is Ross Gerson. Not Ross Gerson. Sorry, um, Ross. I love sorry, you. Sorry, Ross. I feel like a real Gurk. Can you spell that for me? That's <laughs> J-E-R-K. Gurk. It's a hard J. Uh, I'd like also like to thank Chongo for the use of the song Hat of Serenity from his album Hat Shop. You can find it on his band camp. And thank you so much for listening to this Freedom Pod mm-hmm. today. 
if it's Freedom Day for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can if reach you out are to celebrating, us. happy happy Fourth of July. And yeah, go even, go eat a hot dog for me. Here's the cool part: even if you're not celebrating Independence Day, Happy Fourth of July to you anyway. It's it is in fact July the fourth today for you. So mm-hmm. congrats, enjoy. Um, you can reach out to us on Twitter at MockFootage. You can send us an email and tell us to stop watching movies at MockFootage at gmail.com. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can leave us a review on iTunes or Pinecast and we'll read it on the show and we will adjust what we do. Maybe we won't talk about Carly Rae Jepsen so much. This is the first time we've ever talked about her on So here. much. We just won't stop. Did we get any reviews? No. I just checked. We have three ratings, so it's possible that we have reviews and they haven't shown up yet. But If the spirit conf- compels you, uh, we it would really behoove us if you left us a review. Mm-hmm. Um, that really helps us with iTunes and, and other podcatchers. Yeah, we want to get seen. We want to make it big. We want to make a big splash out there. Mm-hmm. I want to be free from my 9 to 5. Celebrate independence with me. Oof. If you like the show, tell your friends... <laughs> You only grow by... You just got too real. I'm sorry. I didn't want to engage in that. Because Big it... oof, I guess. Go on. If you like the show, tell your friends. We only grow by word of mouth. Please, please, please tell people if you can. Uh, we would. Re- it would really help us to, to get those ratings up and get out there because because we love you. Mm-hmm. I said it. Yeah. We do this for you, honestly. It's Oh, it is important to note that D- Jeff Goldblum did say it. To Will Smith. He said, I love you, man. And that was all I needed. I don't know what that means still. They are in love. They survived the crash. They ended the movie hand in hand. Not quite, but close to it. They looked at each other. It was very charming and attractive. And they are in love. Speaking of gay, can you talk about our network? Our network is so gay. It's LunarLightStudio.com. LunarLightHQ on Twitter. We're all good. We're all, I mean, almost entirely gay. We're here to be inclusive and include minorities in the podcasting. Yes, we, that's that's the mission statement. They'll say it better what, than I do. Uh, do you want me to just go through the mission statement? <laughs> no, I don't. I I want you, listener, to read the mission statement by going to lunarlightstudio.com. And then while you're there, I want you to check out the incoming transmissions tab so you can send yourself a personal message because it's really nice to do that for yourself. And then also, I want you to check out all the other podcasts on the network because they're all wonderful. And you'll like them. You'll like them. You'll like like them. Thank you all for listening. (laughs) This is you. I'm sorry. I'm not looking at the document. Thank you. I didn't realize we were done done. Thank you all so much for listening to mock footage. And Ray, um, thank you for... Uh, Time to pick a quote? I mean, it's welcome to Earth. Thank you for enduring this with me. Is it welcome to Earth? Is Is it it, or is it boomer over and over really loud? Try no, it's not. No. Is it die? No. It's not that. Is it it's not I love you, man, and it's not must go like really what it is, it's when it's when Jasmine asks her little boy, how do I look? And he like waves his hands like "Eh, Yeah, it does. But there's no line. There's no line. Where's the line? There's no line. Oops. Oops. Oops, no line. Oops, it was also a very good line by Jeff Goldblum. Oops! Yeah! Oops! Oops. 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 Lunar Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.